I tried to get one to help me shave half my head. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> like two nights ago, I'm like, honey, here's the here's the clippers. I just want like I was sectioning it off. I was like, I just want this little section shaved. And he's like, Are you sure? Because I don't want you blaming me if you hate it. <laughs> <laughs> And it like it was really sweet, and I was like, um, I thought I was sure, but I just lost my nerve. <laughs> Welcome back to Pajiba, the Pajiba Television Podcast. Uh, I'm Pajiba contributor Dan Hamamura. With me, as always, our Pajiba TV editor Tori Preston. Hello, Dan. Hello, Tori. Sorry, Tori. Uh, <laughs> and Pajiba's Rainbow Stew, Dustin Rolls. I am already half a bottle in. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, it's gonna be that kind uh, of night. <laughs> all right, that's good. Um, rolls us right into what's everyone drinking. Um, I guess Dustin, you should explain your thing. I'm having a 2018 Chardonnay from France called High Table. I don't know anything about it. It's delicious. It's more delicious now than five minutes ago. (laughs) (laughs) It's a funny thing about wine. Yeah, it gets better. The better wine's at the the bottom, right? Everyone knows that. Uh, that's yeah, why you gotta, goodness settles. That's why you got to keep going, because all the good stuff's at the bottom. Gotta get the, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm actually having Allagash today, oh, but it's Allagash Triple or Triple. Oh, yeah, Triple. It's their those golden are, ale. Are, yeah, those are um, pretty, um, those are intense. Yeah, well, the thing is, I bought it, and I didn't realize until after I bought it that the the alcohol percentage is, like, twice as high as a normal beer, so. Yeah. Like, it's IPA-level uh, alcohol, so yeah, I got to drink that slowly. I don't buy those they're too intense for me. <laughs> but it's good. Uh, and Tori, I believe you have a special, uh, yes. special announcement. I want to plug something. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, <laughs> so, uh... What I'm drinking is a cocktail that was inspired by something that I read uh, in my friend's new book. So uh, my friend John DeBerry just published last week um, a cocktail book called Drink What You Want, The Subjective Guide to Making Objectively Delicious Cocktails. Um, and <laughs> like yeah, it's good. And it's cute. It's got like really great illustrations. And he's a wonderful writer. And mm-hmm. uh, you wouldn't necessarily, I mean, I was kind of surprised because I was like, I, he's a bartender. Like I knew he knows how to you know, craft cocktails. And I've read him, uh, write about cocktails before, but the book has an interest is a very useful thing. It's, it's, I mean, it's geared toward anyone, but, um, especially to people who are not professional bartenders and, uh, and it, it, the kind of base for it is like, there are, there are things that are delicious, but what you find delicious is based on your mood. You know, it's Mm -hmm. the context of where you are in that moment. And so the chapters are largely organized on sort of on your feeling. So there's an entire chapter just called like feeling desperate. And (laughs) it's like (laughs) and there's in it is a flow chart of uh, if you're at your in-laws and you're looking at their their very uh, poorly stocked liquor cabinet. And it's like kind of a choose your own adventure, like based on what they have. These are cocktail ideas that you could come up with. So it's kind of trying to teach people, um, you know, explains all all the different makings of a cocktail, but also um, 
gives you enough knowledge to kind of go off on whatever. Um, and he has cute little like footnotes that are usually Star Trek jokes and stuff like that. So um, I was really enjoying it because I know his voice. So as I'm reading uh-huh. it, I'm like, oh, God, John. Uh, but there was a cocktail in it that I decided to make. But in in sort of I can't tell if he'll be offended by this or if I really have just <laughs> mastered the books. Uh, so he had a, a cocktail for a soy sauce um, old fashioned. Oh. Right, but uh, inspired by the very sort of uh, feeling desperate mood of mm-hmm. of the previous chapter, um, <laughs> and the fact that I am living on my <laughs> pandemic rations, where I don't have a fully stocked liquor cabinet, um, I don't have things like bitters or a lot of the things that you might need to put in this cocktail. But I, I did have soy sauce. I don't know either. They're just things that you put in cocktails. They're bitter. They're like herbally, maybe. I don't know. He explains it. They make it bitter, Dustin. God. They make it Jesus, Ooh. Dustin. Yeah. Sorry, um, I, just, I don't know. So I I I did a, a version of it that is more as I flip through the book. It's a bit more of a maple sour, perhaps crossed with a shrub. I don't know, but it. Um, it's got the maple bourbon, and, and then I did a, the simple syrup with the soy sauce. So you're supposed to use black sugar, but I don't have that, so I use maple sugar. Um, and then I, I didn't have orange bitters, uh, so I just added lemon. So it's, it's more of a whiskey sour with soy sauce. I don't know. Mm. It's still delicious, and that's what matters because apparently yes. I'm feeling desperate. <laughs> so, well, um, so, yeah, I just wanted to. I'm really excited. It's a, I'm excited because... My friend wrote a book, but I'm also excited because it's good, and I can say that uh, without feeling like I'm just, you know, being nice to him, which I would right. never do because he's a horrible human being. I, I, I want to <laughs> add two things to this. Yes. One, it's called uh, Drink What You Want. I yes. Just, uh, it's the number one new release in whiskey on Amazon. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I just ordered it, and that <gasps> reminds me that on this podcast... Like days after the podcast, every week there's like something new that I find out that I did on the podcast. Like, oh my god, I have a new podcast in my thing. Oh, I did that during the podcast. Or something comes in the mail. Oh, I ordered that during the podcast while I was drunk because you guys what? mentioned it. You like need you to... guys are always talking about things, and I don't remember it. And but while we're talking about it, I order it or subscribe <laughs> to it, and then days later I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, so are you like living like a weird like account like life like the accountant where you get like a a, a bag or whatever the movie was where <laughs> what's the movie where Ben Affleck gets like an envelope of stuff That's where he's like yeah oh okay yeah he doesn't remember anything but then it's like oh my god whatever I don't know puzzle to solve yeah yeah I like to so imagine get... Dustin it's just like memento only he's looking through his credit card <laughs> statement. <laughs> So I'm going to get this book on, like, Thursday, and I'm like, what the fuck? Oh, yeah. And, like, uh, I started listening to something about fish. Or, like, not fish. Like, something in the fish. It's a podcast? Oh, yeah. No such thing as a fish. Yeah, that. That was great. Loved it. It's great. Yeah. And I just remember subscribing to it. it and then when it popped up, I was like, where the fuck is this from? It's like, oh, yeah. Look up their so, episode that they do with Stephen Fry. You'll love it. What I'm learning is that Dustin often is not listening to us. I know. No, no, no. All the clicking. I, it's just honestly, him Googling. I listen. <laughs> I listen because I ordered the book that called Drink What You Want by right. John DeBerry. That, uh, <laughs> Tori just mentioned. 
And the podcast that she just mentioned. Yeah. I get excited when you, uh, and there's probably shows, a lot of shows that I watch because of you guys. Right, but you're, you're listening on like a surface, like you're not like, this isn't what I would call deep listening, where you're really connecting with us emotionally through the microphone, <laughs> no. you know, and I'm... You're uh, Googling. You, I, well, well, look, all I'll say is that it, this, this explains a lot, and I feel like I understand now why, I, uh, I understand now why uh, Dustin cheats. And, yeah, uh, and no wonder, because he's, yeah, he's splitting his attention. I mean, what's right. nice is when he's slow to respond, I usually assume that he's gone to the bathroom, but now I just yeah. know it's because he's he's in his checkout I'm card. Ordering <laughs> he's <right>. ordering something. <laughs> it's really refreshing. I'm, I, I'm yeah. very happy that you take it seriously, though, because you're the kind of purchaser that I'm sure authors and... and sometime, yeah, and yeah. can't afford <laughs> dinner for his food, for his family. Drink what you want. The subjective guide to making objectively <laughs> delicious cocktails by John DeBerry. Uh, Thank you, Dustin. I'm so hashtag excited. Hashtag add hashtag SpawnCon. Uh, yeah, who's the publisher? Are we getting a yeah. sponsor? Uh, Potter. I bought it on Amazon, every, every time you, if you're a more ethical person, you'll get it at a local bookstore. Every time you, every time you buy it, we, we get a little cut right off the top. You don't even have to use a... He's a promo code. It just sort of happens magically. Don't worry about it. That's right. Um, Every time you buy it, I'm going to get an angry text from John B. <laughs> uh, it's number one in whiskey. Well, it's, I'm, I highly recommend the <laughs> fake whiskey sour <laughs> fucking soy sauce old-fashioned. Oh, my God. There's soy sauce in it? Yeah, um, you right, mix it with right. like you essentially make like a soy sauce simple syrupy sort of thing. So but he blends it, and I was like, I don't know how. I basically I feel bad saying I made his recipe because I did not make his recipe. It still tastes good because I had read the book. Right, but that it's means- also you you're like you said you you've embodied the spirit of it, which is that you kind of have to use whatever's around. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I uh, I've never really made drinks until. Recently, I mean, I made like screwdrivers or uh, greyhounds, which is my drink of choice, which is like grapefruit and vodka. But uh, until I made this this margarita stuff uh, recently, which I can't stop making, I never, I there's, a, I never realized how much joy there was into making a, like a really good drink. Yeah. And how much effort really that goes into it, because this margarita mix is like three limes and no no four limes and three lemons. Plus the you got a what's it called um, the lemon skin uh, spritzing uh, what's it called? You mean you, you know, zest? Zest, thank you. Yes. <laughs> Plus you get the zest from all <laughs> all seven of them. You so have to zest like, seven lemons. Well, uh, four limes and three lemons. Yeah. Holy crap! That's a lot of zesting. It is, but it's really delicious. Mmm. I love a good margarita. Mm-hmm. I've never been a fan. No, oh my gosh. Damn it, Dan. I know. It's just the right no. It's the problem is tequila. I'm I'm not a tequila person. It does not agree with me. Um, well, it agrees with when me. I remember, which is not often. So uh, I think that's the real problem. Um, yeah, yeah. Anyway, television. <laughs> remember television. That's a thing. Um, is this a television podcast, Dan? In theory, this is a television podcast, and yet. Uh, this week, uh, the Google Doc says vamp because <laughs> we're professionals. Because we're professionals, and 
who know like i don't know it's been a it's a weird like right now there there aren't a ton of new shows there are some coming up and there are some that we'll talk about but it's just it's it's kind of a thin time yeah. right now. Even and the shows that are airing new episodes, I'm a cup. I'm like an, at least a week behind on. Right, right. Life, me too. It's really hard and to focus on. Like by that you, know, you mean your garden and your trees that you're chainsawing. And my, I did chainsaw today. Thank you very much. And and all my wasps <laughs> that I'm fending off. But yeah, it's kind of hard to focus on like apocalypto train when it's like you know. I want to watch the world is happening. Train, whatever that is. Yeah. What? Apocalypto Train? I want to see that show. It's Snowpiercer. It's Snowpiercer. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. God damn it. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm an episode Interest behind on that. immediately yeah. fell. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's kind of like we like we talked about Snowpiercer a couple weeks ago, and it hasn't changed. It's still, huh? it's still you know, it's, yeah. if you enjoy it, you're enjoying it. It's still, they're still investigating a murder. They're still, you know, I don't know, they're still planning a, a revolution. Um, yeah, the first class people are still real dicks. You know, yeah, dicks. So <laughs> anyway, uh, but you know, there's a couple shows we'll talk about. Uh, Dustin, for some reason, wanted to talk about Thirteen Reasons Why, and so I hope that he will give us thirteen of those reasons why he wanted to talk about <laughs> talk Thirteen about Reasons Why. Why now, I want to it's talk time about for it. it's time for a new segment. Thirteen Reasons Why Dustin wants to talk about Thirteen Reasons Why, <laughs> season four. I'm not doing Thirteen Reasons. I'm not doing Thirteen. Well, so 13 just you know, reasons why. Just give us one. We'll count. It's okay. <laughs> uh, I don't know why I got invested this in, in, into the series in the first season, which, when it was like incredibly compelling and also hugely problematic. Um, but I also kind of adore the characters, and I stuck with it, and it just gets worse and worse and worse. It's it's gotten very Riverdaleian in that all of the things that are happening to these teenagers should not be happening to teenagers. It's like an adult show that happens to. So anyway, there's this lead character. His name is Clay Jensen. I don't know who the kid plays him. He looks like the generic, the whitest generic white boy ever. Uh, But his name is Clay. And um, everything happens sort of like through him, but he never does anything bad. He just sort of witnesses it or stops it, and he's got secrets. So this season, the final season, is all about how these secrets have taken a toll on clay. So he's had them bottled up so much that what happens is, okay, I'm going to just list a few things that Clay Jensen has done this season. He flipped his car and then he walked away. No questions asked. He uh, pulled a gun out of a police officer's holster and waved it around in front of the other police officers. Uh, he called his principal a fucking motherfucker while in the vicinity of other police officers many of whom he screamed and pushed. Um, he lit his principal's car on fire, on camera. He uh, waved a pistol around a police station. And uh, for all of that, all of those things that he did, the worst consequences that he suffered was uh, two weeks suspension from school. What? Hmm. Exactly, exactly. Insane. Uh. By the way, it's he's played by Dylan Minette. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And you who, see him. You see how generic he looks. Yeah, because he looks like, isn't it Dylan O'Brien? He looks like all there's like that group of young brunette, blue-eyed actors. Like who is in the Maze Runner? He looks like 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? But, yeah. He looks... He, uh, he looks Dylan O'Brien, yeah. Look like uh, He looks a little like LaBeouf to me 10 years ago. Yeah. 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 Anyway, that's... He's been in stuff, but, like, nothing that... No. He was in Scandal. Was he? Goosebumps, I think, was the big thing. I think oh. I just made a book move on my shelf. <laughs> Did you use the force? <laughs> well, I was staring at this book while I was listening, and then it just moved slightly. And I, I think I think I did that with my mind, is what I'm saying. I think so, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> did you buy it while you were listening? No, 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 no. <laughs> this is on. I'm st- I, wish, I wish there was a camera here, because then no one's going to believe me. But that's what happened. Um so, I'm sorry. I, I have nothing to add to to this 13 year So, okay, oh, actually, I have I a question just... though. D- Dustin, wait. Why do you? So, why do you gravitate to these like uh, <laughs> teen dramas? No, yeah. Well, knowing the the pain that you put yourself through for Riverdale, and also this show now, why why is it that I, I is, is there something that's like deep inside? Like, do you do you wish that you could relive your teen years, or is there something? I, I... Yeah, and that, the funny thing is, my teen years were horrible, just the worst. Everyone's yeah, teen years were the worst upbringing. Dustin you know, has had some stories. <laughs> I don't, so I don't know why. I don't. I don't. But I really love coming of age. Anything, but I, I, I wanted to just sort of like summarize the four seasons. The first season was about Hannah, uh, who killed herself after she was raped by Bryce. The second season was Bryce's trial. Um, uh, and he gets off. And then the third season is about uh, Alex. The second season also ends in, with Tyler taking a, a whole lot of guns to school to shoot everybody. And at the last second, um, a, this kid, uh, Clay Jensen stops him. And then in the, the third season, uh, Alex uh, kills um, Bryce but frames Monty for the murder. Now, Monty raped Tyler with a broomstick. Again, this is a a show for teenagers. Um, But Monty was killed in prison for that offense. Uh, And all the kids blamed Bryce's murder on Monty. So the fourth season is about somebody trying to... um, clear Monty's name for the murder of Bryce, even though he did rape Tyler with a broomstick, they, he wants to clear him for the murder of Bryce. So uh, our boy, Clay Jensen, knows all of this. He holds everybody's secrets, and that's his thing. And he goes so crazy with all the secrets and trying to keep it that he develops a dissociative uh, identity disorder. So he does a lot of horrible things and doesn't remember them. So how does it end? Uh, Justin dies of AIDS. What? Justin is uh, Clay Jensen's adopted brother who was a homeless sex worker. God, it's like you're not even paying attention. (laughs) So we're talking about, and this is the show where there's a manifest and an airplane. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) No, no. (laughs) Oh, does this show make more or less sense than Manifest? Yeah. Oh, it makes total sense. I, it's just too much. It's way too much. Because none of this sense. sounds like coming of age. 
Yeah. Well, it, at a certain point it was. The first season it was. It was a really dark, very compelling, very, very upsetting, very problematic, but I could not stop watching it. And I think teenagers were, like, obsessed with it, which is why it's gotten four seasons. But this was the last season. Yes, because they ran out of storyline. How how much time does the, the four do the four seasons uh, occur over? I want to say maybe two years. Hmm, that's a that's a lot. Yeah. Well, the first season they also had like um, Hannah, the the woman who uh, killed herself. She left behind thirteen tapes, and each of the tapes. Um, described a person who had a role in her decision to kill herself. And then they used similar framing devices in the next two seasons, but this season they're like, fuck it, we we got nothing. So there there wasn't even, like, a framing device. All right. That's enough of 13 Reasons Why. Well, 13 Reasons Why. It's on Netflix if you want to watch it. Look, Uh, the thing is, your kid... If you are an adult and you have kids who are around the teenage years, they're watching it. So it's good to watch just to see what they're watching. Mm-hmm. So you can on, talk to them about it. On the flip side, if you're an adult who has Netflix, you could just watch She-Ra, The <laughs> Princesses of Power, which I know is supposed to be a show for children. But let me tell you. It makes Toy loves my... it, and my eight-year-olds are going to start watching it this week. Yes. But Tori also I, loves DuckTales, which also my eight-year-olds love. I, oh God. It's a pattern here, Tori. Why am I on this <laughs> podcast? Wait, well, wait, wait, so hang on. What, what is it about Shura that's, uh, that's exciting or fun or whatever? Because I've, I've just never watched it. Uh, oh, it's just a, it's a really great update, but also, mm-hmm. um, I mean, the storyline, it's, it's about friendship and there's a really good, uh, they've done a really good job of, of, um, creating a diverse sort of representative uh, cast, but it's also like, you know, for reimagining this 80s, you know, cartoon that was about a hero in a very short skirt, they've, they've created something that actually feels sort of, you know, empowering and complex. Um, okay. The relationships between the different characters are not simple, you know, and it was always sort of an interesting thing where, like, the, the main character, um, Adora, who, who transforms into She-Ra, she was originally um, uh, an enemy soldier, um, part of this group that's trying to take over this planet. And when she, she comes into this power, she realizes that she's actually supposed to be fighting on behalf of the planet, not the, the enemy, um, mm-hmm. the horde, you know. Um, this sort of, like, of fascist of regime that's descending the horde. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, no, so it's, you know, but there are, the, what this show has done is sort of um, make it not just, like, she is the savior character. It's like there are a network of also empowered girls um, with her, and and they're not, I don't know, it's just... And her best friend becomes an enemy, and it's like a five-season arc of these two. Oh, wow. Like, yeah, so she stays with the Horde and feels, like, betrayed by Adora leaving. Mm-hmm. And so she's the one spearheading, trying to get back at her, and so their friendship is at... And it's like, 
it gets so toxic for so long and then just in the last season it's like they finally make headway and it's literally like this girl needing to learn how to say I'm sorry rather than uh-huh. entrenching and like it's I, I don't know it's it's really really satisfying and there's you know like good message. that sounds really cool yeah um and also the characters are just kind of really funny like her horse is hysterical. <laughs> it sounds dumb, but she's got a Pegasus, and he's really funny. <laughs> so, anyway, um, you know, cartoons are fine, guys. You can just watch cartoons. <laughs> I watched um, stuff. Did you watch Central Park? I haven't seen that yet. I keep meaning to. No. Is that yeah. out? Yeah, it's on yeah. Apple TV+. Plus. Oh, Okay. I think I still have like a week left of Apple TV. I should probably. Do you have your calendar reminder to cancel? I do have my calendar reminder. I got a month so that I could watch Shit. the just so I could watch the quarantine episode of uh, Mystic Quest. Uh, Mystic Quest uh, or Mythic Quest? Myth- yeah, uh, sorry, Mythic. And uh, oh my god, and that it was, was so good. It was real good, and uh, so now good. I have, and then I haven't used it uh, since then. So, so you haven't watched Defending Jacob? I have not watched Defending Jacob, uh, which I love. Yeah, I don't know that I need to see a thing yeah, where a kid might have killed your, somebody. Yeah. You're kind of sure. Um, Dan, don't forget to uh, cancel your uh, Kobe account because that three months is coming up too. It's coming up on uh, at the beginning of July, so I've got I've got some time got just in case I want to check out, uh, uh, you know, the the show that they have or the the other one. <laughs> Has or, anything uh, ever like? <laughs> have you guys so opened? Yeah, have you guys opened the app? Yeah, well, I watched. I, watched, I accidentally episode. watched. I accidentally watched all of Dummy. Remember? Accidentally. <laughs> yeah. I did not intend to. I was going to watch one episode, and then it it was fine. So I just kind of kept going, and then it was over in like an hour. So. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Uh, I've seen one anyway. episode of the Caitlin Olson uh, Will uh, Will Forte show. That's it. One episode. Oh I yeah, I tried that one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just, there was I mean, even a documentary that I was interested in, and I couldn't, it couldn't quite hold me for some reason. Hundreds of millions of dollars went into that, and nobody cares. Um, well, look, uh, the, uh, what was that show? There was one show that's hosted, there was like a competition show that was hosted by Titus Burgess that got picked up for a season two. So they're around for the long haul. Yes. Don't even worry about Queeby. <laughs> um, uh-huh. Speaking of competition shows, uh, we wanted to briefly touch on Top Chef, which I know Tori watches religiously. Oh, yeah. With the the cooking. (laughs) I used Uh, to watch it. Sorry, Tori. That's Um, okay. It's an all-star season, so a lot of people you might recognize. Oh, yeah. When did you stop watching Top Chef? I do not remember. Okay. (laughs) Do you remember Brian Voltaggio? I remember Tom Colicchio. Well, he's still there, so there you go. Tom Colicchio Um, is the Seth Freilich of um, cooking shows. He's like a a grumpy asshole with kind of... He's a grumpy (laughs) asshole who's kind of like sweet on the uh, inside. (laughs) Wow. I I don't know who I should feel offended for because it feels like it could be both. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, why would you be offended? Are you saying that somebody whose Twitter handle is Love Spackle would be <laughs> <That's right>. both <laughs> sort of acerbic but also a little sweet? 
Yeah, yeah. you gotta mm. excavate to get there. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Love Stacko, who we who was on the show a couple weeks ago, and you might have heard him if you listen. And so, and Top Chef this season is filmed in uh, his uh, hometown, Santa Monica. Oh. Not uh, well, not only Santa. It's it's Greater Los Angeles, though, and it's not yeah. only Santa Monica. Okay, but like three times, Seth is texting me and. Uh, after a Top Chef and said, hey, that place is right around the corner from me. Or, hey, yeah, but that place is where Whitey Bulger used to go get drinks. <sighs> Seth is... The less we say about Seth and his whatever, the better. Um, anyway, Top Chef, um, it's been an all-star... It's an all-star season. They're almost done. I believe they have uh, two episodes left, two episodes, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. So. Yeah, uh, so they're on kind of like the finale where they, they started in Los Angeles this year. The finale, they're in Italy. So they, they, they've had one episode out of three in Italy. Um, but it's been kind of great because the, I, I don't know, uh, that's not how you feel, but it's like there, there were, in the earlier season of Top Chef, they were definitely like, it was a little bit more reality showy where, you know, people would kind of butt heads and they were, they, they'd kind of, they'd edit in a way where you'd have heroes and villains um, but now it's kind of become this thing where not, not that they don't like, there are times where they'll argue or they'll, you know, things will get mildly heated, but, but for the most part, they seem to get along and they seem to be mostly decent people. So like, it's, it, it's it more of a celebration problem. of cooking versus, yeah, like they're helping each other in challenges, which is, which are like all like rich chefs or they were before the pandemic. Yeah. yeah. So that's probably helpful. Yeah, but like, but like years ago, there would be like, like it was it was so much more cutthroat. But it's kind of mm-hmm. nice. It's been kind of nice to watch at least you know right now at least this season, where they all kind of mostly get along. They'll help each other when they need to, um, and uh, and it also you know it's always hard to judge when you can't eat it. But the food always looks amazing because they're all because it's an all star season. They're all talented. And they know how to, you know, oh God, they know how to this... make things in thirty minutes. This week they had a, a, a challenge in which they had to make something with white truffles, which go for $3,000 a pound. Mm-hmm. Three, and they had a dog that went out and fetched white truffles in the uh, sort of woods in Italy. Question. Yes. Do they still do the like grand prize where one of their recipes ends up being made by like Stouffer's or Lean Cuisine or whatever, one of the frozen food? Mm, I- I don't think they do that anymore. Okay, so that's how long ago it was. (laughs) That was like a... They did that for like a couple seasons. Yeah. And I think it ended up not being... Like, I don't think they they have that partnership anymore. Yeah. Um, But they still do... Yeah, but they still get like the cash and the... um, You know, all that. Um, But I feel like everybody on the show is like a hugely successful chef in their own right without the show. Like, some of them have opened like dozens of restaurants. Right. Yeah, and but, some of them have like judged Top Chef, so they're all. I mean, this is an All Star season, so they're all coming back, and so and it's sort of weird because Tom Colicchio was judging them, but some of them may or may I don't I don't know how the food world works, but it feels like some of them may be equal to Colicchio. Uh, yeah, I guess so, but you know, there's still the there is a. I I mean I don't know I'm trying to think of like who would be at his like even the people who are really successful uh like restaurateurs they're not they're not of for better or worse they're not of like Tom Colicchio's class you know what i mean like what they didn't is come Tom up Tom Colicchio's class does he have like a lot of restaurants 
He did. Uh, he has, or yeah, he at least did have several. And I, I just mean kind of like, like I feel like chefs, it's kind of like, it's kind of like uh, stand-up comedians where it's like kind of like when you came up, that's kind of your peers. Oh, I see. I see. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know if that's accurate. That's just kind of my perception of it. Yeah. Um, that like, so, I mean, you know, for better or worse, he, he definitely started, he's older than them and he came up earlier than them. Oh. Um, he had a restaurant that had a dish that involved duck hearts, and it was so good. <laughs> also, they he it did like a, it was like cow tongue, but as um, pastrami. Huh. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, pastrami, I, cow tongue. Oh. I could see that being good. It was so I, good. I mean, I don't like pastrami or cow tongue, but I could see but that. But you do it together. Yeah. Mm. Um, Dustin, what do you, uh, uh, as far as the this season of Top Chef has gone, was there anyone that you were rooting for or, like, any favorites or anything like that? Uh, you know, it's pretty much since the beginning I've been on uh, Team Vitalgio and Michelle. They're, like, the best. Um, and I assume that they'll go to the last two. Mm-hmm. And Wait, you Malarkey, mean Michelle? I mean, you Michelle, mean, sorry, yeah. Melissa? Melissa, I'm sorry, yes, Melissa. Okay. Melissa and Voltaggio. They're yeah. like my favorites. Stephanie, I do not care for. Malarkey was the worst, and he was like <laughs> the total... I mean, he was like the <laughs> mediocre white guy that just keeps coming in second to last. Wait, is his real time. name Malarkey? His name's Brian, Brian Malarkey. Malarkey, yeah. Oh, okay. But there are two Brian's, so they would call him Malarkey, and then the other Brian is Brian Voltaggio. Okay. <laughs> was he was say. a good salesman. He was a good yeah. promoter of the show, but he was not a good chef. He definitely has like his yeah his skills are in uh, are in like his his personality, right. um, at least the way it's you know I've never eaten his food so I don't know maybe his food's great but have you eaten any of their food in L A? Uh, I'm trying to think I've been to well I've been to uh, the Voltaggios had like a I don't know if it's still there but they had like a sandwich thing that, that for a while so I went to that and that was good um, the uh, not anyone who's on I'm trying to think of who else is on this season that I've maybe not but there there have been a couple other like Top Chef chefs who like I went to their restaurant because I saw them on Top Chef I'm like oh, I want to try it out oh, yeah. it's always good it's always good yeah. stuff so um, you, I'm definitely team for? I'm definitely team Melissa um, yeah. I was I was hoping that it would be Melissa and uh, Gregory but yeah, I like Gregory a lot and that dish in that last episode was my favorite sounding dish. I mean, I didn't eat mm-hmm. it. But like boar, I mean, that sounds really fucking good. Oh. Boar stew. But <laughs> it, you know, it, that's it, why it I can't have a really hard, trouble. I can't, I have a really hard time with cooking shows because I get too angry because if the food looks good, I want to eat it. Yeah. <laughs> and it like, I used to be able to do it and I just got to the point where like, I have no patience for it. Right. Like, cause it's also like, it's really hard to judge Chefs, like I can trust the actual judges, but it's not like something like Survivor where I can watch and be like, I see that that person right, flipped yeah. that barrel right. well right. or something like that. Like the food, like unless I can taste it, you describing it doesn't help. <laughs> right. There's no way to actually be manipulated into feeling like, oh, I'm rooting for this person or against that person. Right. Other than just like what they say, what they say, yeah. and like yeah. how it looks, but like or that's stew, the, looking like, at oh good food God. is so frustrating. Right, yeah. right. 
Uh, but yeah, I'm definitely like, I'm definitely rooting for uh, Melissa, and I like uh, Brian Voltaggio. I think it's it's interesting watching just because, and again, just this is kind of just going off of the edit and what they say, but um, he seems like he's the most talented, like technically, like mm-hmm. his like in terms of his skill and his ability to use like you know French cooking technique, which is apparently like the you know that's kind of like the standard. That's like the baseline. Like he's he's the best at at that, but he's not necessarily the most exciting chef. Right. right like yeah. other people are more creative than him, but yeah. but like if it was like a skills competition, he would win. Yeah. But anyway, it's been a good season. Kevin's I've great enjoyed too. it. And I think they sort of like edit. I, mean, I think they set up a Kevin to go out and to come back. That felt very calculated. Mm-hmm. And he's the uh, one who has definitely... He's the one who's opened a ton of restaurants, I think. Oh, has he? Yeah. I mean, he's... Uh, yeah, I like his food, too, I guess. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> it looks good. Yeah. I just want to eat some <laughs> boar. I know, oh, boar. Yeah. Oh, my God. It looks so good. It was boar stew and then with white truffles. And I was like, I want that so badly. And then Voltaggio's was like a potato puree or something with the white truffles. I don't know. And it... I mean... <laughs> The judges loved it, but I was like, "Come on, boars too." <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't. Describe right, but he didn't. But it didn't highlight the truffle, Dustin. Right. It was just like I it know, was a I good know. dish for itself. I love Dan that you just sit around your apartment and watch Top Chef. <laughs> and what else am I gonna do? <laughs> I don't know. It's just, not like I can go anywhere. The thought of that makes me like really happy. <laughs> uh, that's weird. Uh, well, I was say today in this apartment. Go into the market around the corner and get some wine once every three weeks. Oh, I mean, I go to the market more than that. Um, All right. Although well, my I mean, my well, my favorite market just had to shut down for a little bit because they had a suspected case, so they. Oh no. They, yeah, but it's it's it's. I think it's fine. Like I'm not worried about it, but it's like it's fine because they're like they had like one suspected case and they shut down. Yeah. Like they're just like, we're closing good, and yeah. we're going to clean everything. Versus, like, the larger chain supermarkets have definitely had people get sick yeah, they're and they're, they're not closing. Absolutely, yeah. So, so I'm actually okay with it, other than the fact that I can't get, there's some ingredients I can't get, you know, at other places that I just have to go without. But You know what yeah. I like? I like imagining Dan watching Top Chef <laughs> while making. Macaroni and cheese. Yep, yeah, mm. yeah. But yep. Like, like, like the box mac and cheese, <laughs> and, 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 oh, yeah. and like not following the directions and thinking yeah. to himself, "Why do Dustin and Tori <laughs> think that this is so good?" Um, and like you trying to master that. Look, what I, all I'm saying is that craft uh, macaroni and cheese tastes like my childhood, and that mm-hmm. other fancier stuff that you talk about, it's fine. But it's not. That's not what I go to box mac and cheese for. I go to it. To taste like the thing that I ate when I was ten years old. But how do you make and it? Do you, you even follow the directions? I don't use milk, but I use but I put butter. You can't you, just you make it with it. butter. Yes, you can. <laughs> you but can. you not yeah. just butter. No, yeah. I just put a, enough milk in there to like um, uh, give it some uh, lubricant, but most yeah. Of and no, so instead of milk, I leave a little bit of pasta water, which I'm saying with quotes. Oh no, no, but, no, 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 no,
it's 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 fine um, <laughs> no, no, no. but dustin you also don't you make it with like three times the butter that you're supposed to oh yeah oh hell yeah Lots no i i use i use milk. like like a third of the butter <sighs> because that's what it again that's what it was like when i was 10 because my mom was like you don't need all that butter here's how much butter you get and so She's that's wrong. what i'm used to you All put of more that butter on it. Do you put spam in yours? No, that's good. You have tried it. You no, should. I, it would I've be tried really it, good. but I've tried it. But spam is tied to other things. Spam is sacred. Spam is ham and macaroni and cheese is delicious. So I assume if you like spam, the spam and mac and cheese would be also again, spam. again. Bacon? But again, you're you're talking about. The, all I want is to thing. recreate okay. the mediocre version that I had in childhood. That's why I go to Pizza Hut. Because Pizza Hut tastes oh, like it damn. did when I was 10. Oh, no. no. Yeah. No, I've had good pizza. I will have good pizza, but the sometimes pizza I want it to I taste know. like the pizza that I earned for reading five books. And I got all the stickers, <laughs> and I got a little personal pan pizza that's like, you know, when I was they a kid, had, it was a great meal, and now it's like, oh, I'm still hungry. Oh my God, but, you know. Pizza Hut in Hawaii? That's really... Oh, yeah, no, Pizza Hut was the good pizza in Hawaii because Pizza Hut was no, the one you could too. go and eat there. It was the dine-in pizza. The other ones were deliver, were like delivery or takeout. Yeah, same in Arkansas, but Arkansas is a trash state, and I expected better from your state. <laughs> no, we didn't get, I don't know that Hawaii still has good pizza, but we didn't get like like the, the first um, kind of like independent, like non-giant chain pizza that we had that was... Uh, that had like you know any modest success didn't come in until like the I want to say maybe like the nineties and that was like it was like a Boston they called themselves Boston Pizza so I yeah, don't know if it's no. Boston Why style would pizza want a Boston well, I don't know pizza? but it was different what is that's the Bo- thing what is, is it? Boston Pizza I don't know but it was like because it wasn't New York it wasn't like thin slice and it wasn't Chicago deep dish it it's was kind of like, like it wasn't pan like a, it was just like a it was just like a big hand-tossed pizza. A lot of pizza. grease. Uh, no, it wasn't necessarily greasy, but they were... It was kind of like a... I, I think the easiest way I can describe it is like if Papa John's was good, it's like that. Mm. It's like, yeah, oh, homemade yeah, basic yeah. pizza. Yeah, it's... Yeah, yeah. That, but, but, it's but better like, than... It's not, not a chain. Not homemade, yeah. but it's... Yeah, it's well, yeah, just like they have an oven and they have the dough and they just kind of right. like... Yeah. Yeah, so it wasn't... It was, but anyway... Toy, you don't order out a lot because you don't live close enough. Do you make pizza at home? Um, from scratch? Not from scratch because <laughs> I don't have any yeast. I used to do it from scratch quite a bit. Oh. Um, lately, though, so the, here's here's my thing. So, like, you want to talk about, like, childhood. Um, when about, like, once a week, maybe once every other week, when we want to have our, like, lazy day, we straight up make a frozen rising crust DiGiorno. Oh, yeah. Like, that is, like, our treat. That is our, like, childhood taste. Like, you know. Um, I get that. When I make pizza, like, I really, I enjoy making a good pizza. I don't, yeast has just been sold out, so, like, I haven't made, Mm. not that I normally made bread, but I used to, I would at least make pizza dough and stuff like Mm. that and make pizza, but I don't do that anymore. Um, But, yeah, frozen pizza, I do that. Um, although I just noticed, <laughs> this is, you want to talk about how, uh, fucking sad my town is. Uh, so we have a store that is, it's a gas station, uh, deli store and it's at the, yeah, yeah, yeah. right. You know, it's just everything. And, uh, right. 
apparently now on Fridays and Saturdays, I just noticed this this week, they started doing it. Um, they haul out like a wood like cook oven and make roadside pizzas. <laughs> Have you tried it? Not yet. I was there <laughs> getting gas and I was like, what are they doing? And she's so like, the woman behind the counter is like, oh, they're no, they're going to do that Fridays and Saturdays. So you can just like come oh, and get a pizza. Curbside. It's kind of, it's just like, but it's and like, it's set far enough because it's also, this is not like a real gas station. I'm talking like the old, they have two pumps and it's the kind of pump where like you can't pay with a credit card. It's like you pull the handle out and you have to then move the lever to get the gas to pump. Okay, yeah, yeah. And you see the numbers ticking, like, old school. Yeah, so it's, yeah. but luckily, like, luckily the oven is far enough away from the two gas tanks that are right on the side <laughs> of the road. Um, it's a very small store. Baudry's. Um, God bless Vermont. I love it. They have a giant <laughs> Buddha statue. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> Just this huge, smiling it's, Buddha it's outside of... Bless all of you. I guess, right. yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting mm. store. Um, but anyway, yeah, so so I can apparently now pick up pizzas. <laughs> well, I look forward to hearing about, uh, even though this is not a food podcast, but I I, I do want it to hear be. about what that pizza is like. Uh, when I, it, uh, I want to hear that, yeah. When you, when you I hope they have really good toppings. What if they have boar? Oh, my God. Or at the very I least, like, had venison. Boar. I mean... What is boar? It's just pig, but what is boar? I've never had it. It's like it's wild. It's amazing. But it's, yeah, it's game, so it tastes kind of slightly different. What is the most exotic meat you've ever had? Ostrich. You've had ostrich? Ostrich. Hmm. Denver, I believe. Hmm. Um, I've had frog. It's gross. Mm. I've had... Uh, Alligator. Yeah. I've had gator um, tail. Really oh, like you know what was kind of exotic? When I was in uh, Malaysia, I had stingray, which I'd never had before. Ooh. Ooh. I guess that's probably it. Was it good? Was it good? It just tasted kind of like a like a whitefish. I mean, it was good, but it, it didn't like, it wasn't like You're not shocking. Like, yeah. Yeah. It was just like, oh, it kind of tastes like a fish. Okay. Cool. Mm. I had reindeer jerky one time. Like smoked reindeer. I have to say, this was not necessarily exotic, but my favorite overall just like fancy meat dish because it was so bizarre. I was at this restaurant in Montreal um, called Joe Beef, and they I had a dish that was a half a rabbit that was wrapped in bacon, and then it was served in an escargot sauce, and it was delicious, but it was so excessive. I can see that. Like there was, I was like, I don't know why there are snails in this rabbit dish, but it's great, and I'm not gonna say no. (laughs) Oh, I that reminds me, I have had escargot once, but I don't. I was, but I was so young that I couldn't appreciate it. Like love escargot. So I don't, I don't even remember if it was good. Like I, I ate it and I didn't like spit it out, but I just remember being told, oh yeah, this is snails. I'm like, oh. All right, that's weird, it's, and I ate it. It's really just like a vehicle for garlic and butter. Yeah, exactly. That's probably right, yeah. Yeah, it's um, it's the oil, it's the garlic, it's the cheese. It's everything right. that you put on the bread, and then there's just like a nub <laughs> of something else with it. Yeah. 
Uh, uh, my wife and I, we had our 15th uh, anniversary last weekend. I got, for our 15th anniversary, I got a grilled cheese and lobster sandwich. <gasps> well, that sounds Way good. too much, but also delicious. Oh, I want it. <laughs> I, that is the one thing. Guys, I just want lobster all the time. Like, mm. <laughs> Portland. Ugh. And I don't love lobster, but the lobster there was great. It's so good. Yeah. Like, I understand why people like lobster, if that's what, you're, what you have access to. When I go to Maine, my goal is to have lobster with every meal. <laughs> like, if it's breakfast, like, fucking, I don't know, let me, give me, like, a no, lobster. Lobster, lobster omelet. Lobster <laughs> omelet, or no, lobster, I want, like, a lobster, I want a lobster claw in my Bloody Mary. <laughs> and then I want, um, yeah, and then I want, like, a lobster roll for lunch. And then I want a whole lobster for dinner. Like, mm. I just want lobster with every meal. Speaking of lobsters, <laughs> lobsters. This is a Here very cl- uh, smooth segue, is what I like to call it. Um, lob- oh, wait, hang on, let me get. I-, I can work this through. Okay, so lobsters—they are like they live at the bottom of the ocean. You know what the go. bottom of the ocean is? It's real dark. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> there you go. New segment called Tori and Dustin Explain Dark to Dan because I have not seen it. They've seen it. And Dark Season 3, which is uh, the final season, as I understand it, yes. will be releasing in a couple weeks. Yeah, so, toward the end of June. I think it's like June 26th or 27th. Yeah. yeah. So uh, Tori and Dustin wanted to try yeah, to explain okay. Dark to me. Let me give you the 20 seconds. Okay, wait, version. wait, wait. Let me tell you what I'm coming into this version. with. Yes. So all I know is that it is a, it is a German show uh-huh. on Netflix, and uh-huh. it is about time travel. That's right. Yes. That's all I know. Uh, that's kind of all I know, too, actually. <laughs> and I've watched two seasons. <laughs> yes. Okay. I don't know how else to explain it. That's what happens. They, time can... travel, and uh, it's so good because... Um, because everything lines up. They keep moving around shit, but it and, and going back in time and fucking with things, but it all seems to like align so well. Okay. And that's that's all I can remember. So so the thing that makes that you enjoy about it is the fact that um that it makes sense from a yes. like when they change something then it, it it was it's affected and like it makes sense how it's affected. Even though it's, that's true, even though it's also incoherent. It's not incoherent. It's just impossible <laughs> to remember from one season to the other. Okay. okay. Yes, yes. While you're watching. Okay. It's dense. It's very dense. So here's here's the thing. Uh, the trick with the time travel in Dark is that it's not um, f- it's not fluid. It's not like uh, characters go any point in time. There uh-huh. are set points in the time stream. Um, and there's only like four or five of them. I think now there might be like up to five. But uh, it's it's basically like there's a time in, I think it's like the 80s. I think it's like every, what was it, 26 years? 27 so years. Um, so it's, it's a very, there's very, there are specific years and there's basically a time portal that's in a cave. And okay. so periodically, like it starts out with a, a child that gets uh, lost in the cave disappears. Right. And you find out that the kid went back in time 
so this is happening in the present. The kid wound up in the 80s, grew up. And so, like, if our, our you know, we have our, our main character who his, his father killed himself. And he's got a girlfriend and his, fr- his friends all go out and they're hanging out at night. And the, his, his friend, who is not his girlfriend at this point, but her, he's clearly got a crush on her. Her little brother tags along. And that little brother is the one who gets lost in the cave that night. You find out that the kid went back in time, grew up, and became the main character's father. Yes. So it's literally the show is all that. It's all I'm my own grandpa. Over and over again. It's okay, you're wait, finding wait, out that, that characters go back or forward in time and are related in ways through the time stream that you wouldn't expect. Wait, so the, the little kid went back in time. Right. Grew up and then became the father that kills himself? Yes. Which mm-hmm. means that the main character, when he starts dating the girl... He has a crush and is dating his... He's dating his own aunt. Yeah, that's right. Oh, my God. Yeah. So it's also um, so it's like a small town drama. Like everyone has secrets. Like his uh, mother is cheating with this other guy who is the father of the kid that disappeared. So she's cheating like, with she's technically cheating. I think she's cheating on her husband with his own father, but she doesn't know it. But then that guy, in looking for his son, goes back in time, only he doesn't go back. He he goes through the portal and doesn't end up in the 80s. He ends up in, like, the 50s and gets imprisoned for another disappeared child who was a child who got lost in... It's... Yeah. Are they only going backwards? Or no, they, they can forward? also go forward. Okay. There's a, there, at one point, the main character winds up in the future. And sees like so. There's so the whole thing. So and part of the moodiness is it's this like tiny, forested, um, like German town, and uh-huh. in the center of it is this about to be decommissioned power plant. Okay. And so you get this flash forward to the future, and it's like the power plant blew up, and so you're like, oh, what happened? And so there's there's the time portal in the cave. But then there was also people using, I think, the power plant to create another time rift. <laughs> and then some there's another person is an inventor that creates a machine that can open a time rift. So then you also have it's not that everyone can travel in, in time, but you end up with multiple like two or three ways to travel in time that complicate things because certain people will then access it and use it to go around and it's, but it's still all just a a small town drama. Okay. But it's like, it actually is really, really smart. Like, Uh it's like pretty sophisticated and the the logic is there. And also it's like, um, Battlestar Galactica in which, you know, you're like, oh my God, he's a Cylon. And it works like this with, there's time travel and you're like, oh my God, he's from the past or he's Uh from the future. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. So what I'm hearing, what I'm understanding is that um, whether or not I'm turned, whether or not I am interested or not, based on the time travel of it, at its core, it's a family drama or a, or a, a small town drama with like characters who I'm going to be invested in. Right. And so regardless of the time travel part, which I'm, I'm interested in, but either way, like there, there's stuff to grab onto. Yes. Okay. But you also need so, to like draw a flow chart at all times. Yeah. So this is like Friday Night Lights, 
but with time travel instead of football. Yes. It's sort of yes. think more. So I I first was like it's Stranger Things meets Broadchurch. Okay. But then after yeah, yeah, the next season, that. you kind of get a bit more Twin Peaks with it, but not the Twin Peaks that doesn't make sense. It's just uh, the, ABC Twin Peaks. Like okay. right, yeah, okay. original ABC. Yeah, um, it's. Oh God! Yeah, yeah. Definitely have a flowchart. You're definitely so. There's so at toward the end of the first season, there's this one montage, and here's the. This is the only time when because I I usually don't watch shows dubbed. Like I want them subtitled. This is the yeah. only time the subtitles were a pain in the ass, because there's literally a montage that connects the dots for you, and it's a character doing this voiceover. Um, and so you're trying to read it to follow what's going on, but the images that are showing on screen uh, are all the characters through all the different timelines and the way that they're paired. It shows you, oh, this character as a child is that character as an adult. And it like connects all the dots for you in this one like beautiful montage. But because you're trying to read the subtitle, you keep missing who the faces are. Oh, so that okay. is that that is the one tricky thing. But overall, it's because um, the actors are superb in it. Uh, uh, and it is it's true because like you're going it's not that everyone is traveling through time. It's that like when you you'll like one character will travel through time and you will. So now you're encountering if they go to the past, you're encountering characters. You're you're finding out along with that character who the kids are that they're seeing that they knew as adults in the future. But you're right. also meeting new characters who will have an impact on the story. And there's like a vast conspiracy going on. Um, and so you, you, you are meeting all of these characters multiple times, but it, mm-hmm. it's, not exp- it's not given to you, obviously. Like sometimes right. it takes you a while to figure out how everyone connects. Right. But it, the essential, the question of the show is like, can they break this cycle? Um, mm-hmm. Like the town is going to get destroyed. Um, and so it's it's multiple it's different factions helping each other to try and break this time loop because it's like even though they're they seem to be changing time every because it's all happened before right because because they're like like they want to they, break it somehow but all of this has happened already exactly and so how do you break right. that right oh yeah right and they, and they okay keep, oh yeah it's uh, so good it's so good I have a headache now but I do want to yeah, watch yeah. it. That's so. what it's like watching the show. So I'm saying, so if you've never seen the show, now is the perfect time to start watching because right. unlike Dustin and I who watched it from the beginning or like I watched the first season, forgot everything that happened when the second season started because you, it's like you're so engrossed mm-hmm. and then it stops and I forget who all of the characters are and all of the minutia <laughs> of the connections. So the second season started and I was like, shit. And I'm like Googling right. who everyone is while well, I'm I watching think- the show. I at least watched the first season maybe two months before the second season started, so at least I had that. Yeah, you were, it was like fresh in your mind. So, and now yeah. I'm looking at the third season, and I'm like, shit, I need to rewatch the first two because like I don't remember, but I'm so excited. Right, and the uh, and this is the final season, so right. this will be the end of the story. Right, so it's okay. not too much to catch up on. Um, oh my God. Just briefly before we move on, game on. Did you see commercials for that, like, all over the place for a while? This is the, I believe it's on ABC. It's CBS. Gronk versus, uh, it's Gronk versus, versus uh, Serena Williams. That's right. And Keegan-Michael Key host. Yes. And 
my kids were super excited about it because they because because the, the ads they it looked very fun and right. we all got together as a family and we turned it on and we watched it and it was horrible just horrible just even your kids were not happy about it no it was just like the <laughs> most excessive American game show ever just terrible. What what do you mean by by excessive American game? I I mean like I have a, a mental image of what that means, but what do you what do okay, you mean well, by that? It's like um, so if the show lasts, it's a half hour show, I think. Maybe no, I think it's an hour long show, and mm. that means that there's uh, forty two minutes of actual show without commercials, but then there's only like six minutes of actual substance, and the rest is just like uh, shit. Right. And Keegan Michael Key is just an embarrassment. So, in this so, show. so just not enough, uh, not enough gameplay. No, and it's just not. It's it's poorly conceived. Um, it's not fun. There's no stakes involved. Um, the Williams is it Serena or Venus? I think it's Serena, but I, I don't know. Uh, Serena just looks bored. Just looks bored. Gronk <laughs> is having a good time because Gronk doesn't know how not to. Right. But Serena, it just looks straight up bored. She's like, why am I here? What am I doing? Mm-hmm. And Keegan-Michael Key overplays every single word he says. He just right. over-enunciates. He treats this like it's a huge, exciting, fun thing. But it's but that's his job. Yeah. He's the I host. Know, he overdoes it, like, so much. Like, I've seen a lot of, like, Baldwin. I saw the Dr. Shepard game show. He does a good job at it. Um, you know, Baldwin does a great job at the match game. But this is just bad. <laughs> so, watch Dark, but watch it all before it the third season. And right. then uh, before game don't, on. Watch, uh, don't watch uh, game, game On. That's right. Also, right. can I clarify one thing? Mm-hmm. Yes. In dark, it's every thirty-three years. The cycles oh, okay. are thirty-three years. I was getting it confused with it, where it's like twenty-seven years. It's, it's well, thirty-three that. years in Germany is twenty-seven years to America. It's metric system. Yeah, that's fair. Mm. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make it. All right. It's fine. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, I had a question for you guys, which I wanted to ask, and uh, okay. Do you guys watch What We Do in the Shadows? I watched the first season, and I have not watched the second season yet. Yeah, same. But I've heard the second season is amazing, and I need to go back and catch up. So here's the funny thing. All three of us are in this boat where we all watched the first season, and and I assume that you guys liked it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then the second season came on, and none of us have watched it. (laughs) I'm like, why? Why are we not watching? Like, we complain about that there isn't enough good TV on. But this has been on. Like, the season finale is coming up this week, I think. And none of us have watched it. And Mark Hamill was on the season. He was? I I didn't even know that. I wish I'd watched the first season, binged the first season, though. Because it's really a show that I think would benefit from binging. So I'm looking Mm -hmm. forward to the binge. It's like a quick... Because my wife watched the first season in like a night, and she loved it. Mm-hmm. And but it, I think it works better like that. So I'll yeah. watch it in a night next week. I think okay. that's part of it. It's Dave, been on my list as like a binge show. Like I'll right. I'll yeah, catch yeah. up on all of it. But with with the new FX on Hulu thing, it's it, they're it, they're piling up on Hulu. So it's almost I guess after this week it'll be a, the whole thing will be available for you right. to binge. Yeah. Right. Okay. 
So it's just because that's not my. I mean, I, I I can see what you mean about it being like worthy of binging, but or like that that's a. Uh, it might be more entertaining in that way, but um, but yeah, I I don't even have that that excuse. Like I just haven't watched it for some reason. I don't know why. Um, I don't know. Anyway, busy it was like, wasn't it a couple weeks ago where you and I were both like, have we f- actually watched all of the second season of Miracle Workers? Like I was watching it for a while. I don't even know. Oh, I know. definitely did not. <laughs> I nev- definitely did not finish Miracle Workers. And again, I don't know why I, I was enjoying it. Yeah, it's, but it's, it's fun. <laughs> yeah. But there's something, I don't know, something, something prevented me of that. And yet I watched all of Space Force for some reason. I don't know. <laughs> me too. <laughs> It doesn't. This is what I'm saying. It doesn't make any sense. Am, like I'm almost, I'm almost enjoying shows that I don't enjoy more than shows that I'm enjoying. Yeah, I watched I enjoyed Upload. Which I, I didn't watched... care for. You finished. Oh, Tori, did you finish Upload? Yeah, I enjoyed oh, it. What do you think? I liked it. It got better it, as it progressed. It got better as it progressed. Mm-hmm. I was engaged in it. Mm-hmm. I cared. It like. It's better use of Greg Daniels' son. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, whereas and like Bobby's a handsome man but you know and I think it's worse because I'm like you know the show yeah it genuinely got better as the season went on and I got to the end of the season I was like I hope it comes back like I want to know where they take this premise well that one did get picked up so they're definitely coming back but like Space Force I'm like even like you guys actually watched all of it I just watched the first episode and I was like I hope it doesn't get better because I have no (laughs) desire to keep to well, wait you, and see. You don't have to worry about that. <laughs> as far as I'm You know what's interesting about Amazon and Upload, and it has nothing to do with Upload, actually, but Amazon is in the, they might buy out uh, AMC. That, that would make really? sense. That excites me. Yeah, yeah. I'm really excited about that. I'd like to see Walking Dead on Amazon. It would make a lot of sense. Well, because the, what was it, AMC Premiere? Like, whatever their premium yeah. streaming mm-hmm. package. I know you can, like, subscribe to it through Amazon along with, like, your cable provider or whatever. Right. Um, so it would make sense if, if they see enough numbers from that. And Amazon doesn't have its own, like, studio, so this is, like, the closest they're going to get. Yeah. Right. They should get that, and they should uh, buy Epics and get at least, like, uh, is that MGM? Yeah. MGM Epics is MGM. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, AMC, and AMC is kind of like the the other, uh, what's the word? They're, they're kind of like one of the biggest... Um, kind of like mid mid-sized yeah. companies where they, where they don't have a giant studio behind them um, yeah but, they you know. they did so when they bought BBC America it was really like cuz they're cuz AMC is IFC Sundance um, now BBC America it's like a, it's mm-hmm. a handful of channels that are right. important but it's like they were con- trying to consolidate some sort of base for um, negotiating to cable providers because, uh-huh. like, they had the whole fight with, I think, Dish uh-huh. at one point. You know, so whenever it's, like, um, they're, they go through the renegotiation for carriage, it's, like, they, because they're sort of, yeah, that, like, mid-tier, um, they have a certain amount of negotiating power, but they're not as, you know, uh, 
they don't have as much leverage as like an NBC Universal or something. Right. Where it's or like, like or like ABC Disney, where you have yeah. ABC, you have all the Disney stuff, you, you have, have all of ESPN. Right. You yeah. have all the stuff behind you. So they were like, that was one of the reasons. It was literally like they they went in on BBC America because it was like. If we have Doctor Who, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, literally, maybe that'll help us at the negotiating table. Like, right. you know, so I think that something like that, and I think it's going to get harder and harder um, as, as you know, more people are cutting yeah, I, the cord and, and going. Um, I wrote a, um, a piece on Uprox this week about how The Walking Dead is basically keeping cable. I mean, AMC, that's the only... Basically, the only network you can't get without a cable subscription now, because you can get FX on Hulu, Hulu. and you can get right. um, Bravo uh, on NBC Universal. But like AMC, you have if you want to watch The Walking Dead, you and you don't want to wait a year until it comes out on Netflix. You have to have a cable subscription. But you can't get AMC. You, you said AMC Premiere. You you can or you cannot get. I thought Amazon. you could you get AMC Premiere through Amazon. You have to pay. You still have to have a cable subscription. Oh, oh I didn't know really? That. Yeah, yeah. You mm. have to. And and the thing about they have this um, Fear the Walking Dead is on Hulu. Uh, Walking Dead is on Netflix. But the new one they're coming out with, uh, The World Beyond, they've decided not to release it to any streaming networks in America. So you have to subscribe to a cable box uh-huh. in order to watch it, unless Amazon buys them. Hmm. Hmm. Well, so and Walking Dead is keeping cable afloat. And that doesn't AMC AMC also own Shutter? Yes. Yeah. Which right. and you can you can you can get Shutter through Amazon. Like again, paying the additional fee. And I have mm-hmm. a feeling a lot of people, a lot of I I don't know, but my feeling is a lot of the Shutter subscribers are doing it through Amazon. So it might be another part of that. Like it would. I mean, I could absolutely see it being a valuable part of kind of mm-hmm. Amazon Prime. Yeah, and you can't watch Killing Eve or um, uh, new Doctor Who. Even the Doctor Who on HBO Max, they don't have the most recent season. No. So even that, you have to wait. But I thought they were supposed to have the exclusive license for it. Oh, even the most recent. I think so. That was very frustrating because I still haven't caught up on all of Doctor Who. Oh, God. (laughs) Wait till you get to the finale. (laughs) Sorry. Oh, yeah. What happened in that? It got real confusing. It was just ridiculous. Um, Yeah, Time Lord Cyberman. That's right. Oh, Oh, yeah. God. I vaguely remember from the recaps, yes. Yeah, we did, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, so I don't know. I mean, Doctor Who, whatever they do with that, but... uh, yeah, all the other AMC. Well, and if if they end up with because with BBC America, it's all the Planet Earth stuff, all of. Mm-hmm. So AMC has like actually good shows. Um, right. IFC has some good originals. Sundance kind of just at least for TV shows, they're just picking up all of the the actual BBC UK shows that no one else is licensed. Right. Um, and they have their own streaming service, too. Yeah. Sundance Now. I've never subscribed, but I get emailed somehow. Yeah. I get screeners, and I, I think I... Oh, yeah, that really, really depressing one you guys made me watch. I watched yeah. It. Oh, The Cry. The Cry. Yeah, yeah, The Cry. That's right. It was um, only four episodes. Yeah. No, no, it was, and it was good. 
Oh, I started watching. Yeah, I like these stupid British. I started watching that um, Dead Still. Is that what it was? Or yeah, not? wasn't it about the uh, cadaver photographers? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's pretty. It's it's pretty good. Uh, I'll keep up with it. Yeah. Uh, speaking of shows that we keep kept up with or didn't, because that that was actually the question I was going to ask. Um, I want to move on to our. It's not really a game this week, but this is the game. This is where the game would go, um, <laughs> if if I had a game. Uh, this is the untitled "Remember Our Fall TV Lineups" game. <laughs> so, here's what happened. Uh, in our very first episode, the three of us built uh, fall lineups based on the shows that were coming so out. So, and we, yeah, it was, it was all the way back in September of 2019, also known as 50 years ago. Um, <laughs> but we, we, we built lineups based on the shows that we were excited about. Uh, and I just wanted to revisit those and see what we think about them now in, with the benefit of hindsight. Um, so uh, my, my lineup... Just just to go through it real quick, uh, I uh, I had the unicorn, which I liked, but kind of fell off at a certain point. Uh, the good place, which was great, uh, a million little things, which I watched all of and still enjoyed mostly. Um, and then uh, and an emergence, which I liked but got canceled. Uh, Tori's block was Supernatural, which I'm assuming she stands by. Absolutely. Uh, Evil, which was a good show. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if Tori kept watching it or not. Creep show, which is definitely a Tory show, and then uh, and then she built a bonus hour uh, where it was Rick and Morty and Primal, and uh, yes, and then uh, and then Dustin, Dustin's is particularly good because he opened the night with Perfect Harmony, the Bradley Whitford uh, uh, singing comedy, and I had a quote down, which I because I had to go back and listen to find out what we had said. I'm sorry. And Dustin said, <laughs> and I quote, "It's not going to be good." But it's going to do really well. I was wrong. You were half I'm right. Wrong. No, to be uh. fair, you were half right. And I'm not going to say which which half you were correct about. But uh, perfect harmony. Then uh, then mixed dish, uh, the good place, the unicorn, and a million little things. Um, so I just wanted to see what you guys think of your of your blocks. Which if there were if you kept up with all those shows or if they fell off. Um, like for me, I stopped watching the Unicorn, even though I was enjoying it. But same, yeah, I enjoyed it too, and stopped watching. Um, 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 uh, million little things. I made it to the end. It, it, it's not as fun as it was in the first season, but it's fine. Uh, Mixish is a great family show, and I love to watch it with the kids. And uh, my wife cries at the end of every episode. Um, and uh, oh, I want to say evil. I keep that. I keep it on my list because I watched like two episodes, but I keep it on my list. It's like because I'm gonna get, I'm gonna binge the whole season at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, before the second season. I'm so yeah. excited about that. What about Perfect but, Harmony? How, how how'd that go? Oh, that that sucked. That sucked. <laughs> but I mean, how many episodes did you watch before you stopped? Eight, nine episodes. Oh probably. wow, that's yeah. that's pretty far. Because I I think I got like three in, and I was kind of like, all right. I that's really stuff. like Bradley Woodford and Anna Camp. It was real bad, and it just kept getting worse. I mean, that's not a sustainable premise. It's just not. right. You can't do Pitch Perfect as a TV series. And yet, you predicted that it would do really well. I was totally wrong. <laughs> 
Uh, Tori, what about you? Did new show do well last year? Uh, oh, new shows. Um, well, Evil got picked up for season two. Yep. Yeah, but did, did, do it, it got picked up even before... I think the biggest well. one, the biggest one that did well, I don't know how you'd say well or not, but, uh, oh shoot, what's the show? Sometime, which, sometime got a second season. It was on the bubble. Yeah, they were definitely on the bubble. Do we, did Emergence ever, did we ever Emergence find? Emergence was, a, they were officially canceled. They were. Yeah. Oh. Which Heard is too bad. Heard about it from on the Scrubs. I guess, and he seemed <laughs> completely indifferent. He's like, ah, whatever. <laughs> I got well, this he's down. been on. He's been on a lot of TV shows. Yeah. Oh, God, well, I think you'll all be people. relieved to know that Creep Show got renewed for a second season. I saw. All right, that's good. Yeah, and Creep Show uh, season one, I think, was yeah. It's gonna. So it was a shutter show, and so I was cheating by including it because it wasn't like an actual channel. <laughs> but they're airing the first season on AMC. That's right. So it's getting a linear I feel premiere. Like AMC should just merge all its channels now. And if Amazon buys them, I guess that's what they'll do. Cable's going to be completely. Well, then they just become here. AMC stands for Amazon Movie Channel. Yeah. Yes. Oh, basically. God. Oh, There's you no know what? I think I, I think I found the show. Channels. I think I found the season one show that did the best. Uh, none of us mentioned it, but it was nine one one Lone Star. <laughs> you, I'm shut pretty your, sure. You shut I'm your pretty mouth. sure in terms of ratings, that was the most successful season one. Show. And it definitely is getting a second season. Yep, already renewed. And uh, and I will say that apparently <laughs> Tim Minear has been teasing uh, or has mentioned that they're looking at the possibility of doing some sort of nine one one nine one one Lone Star crossover. Imagine oh, yeah. that there was That's a, little, what you have to do. a little slash in there. And somewhere. a pandemic. In a <laughs> I just, oh god. I don't want them to cross over. I want them to stay entirely separate. How do you but do? Look, a, how do the LA and the Austin firefighters get together? It makes no sense. I don't know. Probably like I. So if it comes down to something where it's like Rob Lowe goes to LA to have some sort of like facial procedure done. <laughs> well, they did have one. They did reference. Um, on Lone Star, they referenced the original 911, where it was one character just randomly, uh, as an aside, says that he's got a friend in the L.A. fire department who knew about a guy that got a piece of rebar <laughs> stuck through his skull and survived. Well, there you go. It was amazing. I mean, it it's like the it's hands like the down Dick the Wolf, best moment of the Dick Wolf shows. They all cross over, kind of like oh going They're back all to aware like, of each other. Yeah. But, like, every once in a while, there would be a thing where, like, they'd go from one show to another or whatever. Well, yeah, they, and they did that. Or, like, um, Munch. Munch started on Homicide. Right. And, well, and that was one of the things, like, one of the original, because NBC, they would do the, the crossover events where right. characters from Homicide would show up on Law and & Order and right. then vice versa. And it would be, like, right. a week stunt where it yeah. was, like, because I forget. It was, like, I think Homicide was on Fridays, but Law & Order was on, like, Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you'd have like the two night event. Yeah. 
Now they do that with like the all the Chicago shows. They do their like one Chicago night where it's like three hours of like one connected story, <laughs> kind of. Um, oh, so. I feel like all the Dick Wolf cop shows are gonna get canceled, and they're just gonna uh, make the fire shows like expand. What are you talking about? Three more because no. of what's going on in the world. No, no, no. That's not gonna happen. Those shows yeah. print money. But you get just more fire shows. Everybody loves firefighters. They've got they've got their fire show, Chicago Fire. Well, I know, yeah. but don't they have like three fire shows? No, because it's, uh, no. oh, it's yeah, Chicago it's a TV, hospital Chicago, show. Oh, and oh, yeah, yeah. they have their medical show. There, there's okay. not gonna. I don't, I don't, uh, I don't think they're gonna they're gonna stop those anytime soon. Despite are you uh, guys still watching Rick and Morty? Yes. Yeah. Is it amazing finale? Oh, it that was. finale was really good. Really good. Yeah. I stopped watching a couple episodes ago, and my son loves it, but he said this last episode just didn't make any damn sense to him. He's 12, so maybe there's more to it. I, so I, look, I would never <laughs> want to say that your 12-year-old son is wrong. Right. <laughs> but... <laughs> No, I really like the last episode. Uh, I think that here's here's where I struggle. Well, it calls back to a lot of stuff from like a year ago. Exactly. So the previous season, to me, it got very. Um, it was a great season, but it was a very sort of intellectual and a, an emotional season. Right. Where they have these kind of every episode seemed to like develop the characters in ways that you weren't expecting from like a you know ridiculous Adult Swim cartoon. Right. Oh, it wait, got wait, very sorry. serious. I know you're, before you go on, I, I, I have to ask a question about timing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so last season was last, not not the fall, which was like the first half of this season. Right. The last season, was that the Pickle Rick season? Yes. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah, because the Pickle Rick, that episode, because wasn't Pickle Rick the one where he was getting out of family therapy? He's getting out of family therapy. Right. And then there were kind of like two things. There was like the... The chaos of the Pickle Rick slash McDonald's fiasco. Right. And then there was also the separate thing of, like, an Asian uh, uh, therapist being played by Susan Sarandon. Yes. And, like, that became a thing. And then, But then there was also, like, an emotional core to the episode, which was, like, this episode is really dark in an emotional way. Right. Like, forget, and then, like, aside from, like, all the other crazy stuff that's happening. Yeah, and that um, was, but that was the whole season. Every episode was, right. like, you know, the normal hijinks, but, like the core of it would be something very dark and very, and developing these characters. It was also right. like, you know, Jerry, cause I feel like there was like, wasn't that the season where it's also Jerry and like, um, so the parents have like separated and Jerry's like living in an apartment Yeah, yeah and yeah. everyone's like shit, you know? And then, so that's the end, but it ends with, uh, that season ends with, uh, the mom, basically having this with with Rick kind of looking at her dad and kind of going like, you know, should I get back together with him or should I just go explore the galaxy or whatever? And he like right. gives her the opportunity to, to be cloned and do right. both. Right. And so, and you kind of drop it because it, it's left on this question of, you know, whatever you choose, honey. Right. Do you want to go and be replaced, you know, in this family with a clone or do you want to stay and stick it out and be a mother? 
and right. be a wife and a mother. And you don't, you never know what she decides. Right. And then this season picks up and it all, you know, it's like, I feel like the first or second episode, it was all about like Rick on his fucking toilet planet. And, you know, like every episode, it was like, right. it was funny. You know, they did their like Ocean's Eleven episode or whatever, but there was nothing. Right, but it was almost like they were ignoring right the the, the kind of like the weighty decisions that they exactly were, that they or the weighty questions that they had left hanging. Exactly, they were very consciously being like, "We're not gonna be that very like stop reading too much into us. Right, we're right. just gonna do you know gags the whole right. season." And so you know, I kind of got used to it, but it was it felt like a different beast. And then right. you get to that the last season, the last episode of the season the finale suddenly introduces the clone right and so you now have the answer to what happened last season and it is that yes there is what is her name Sarah Chalmers. Beth the clone Beth yeah Oh, Sorry, yeah. the mother's name, Beth. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you have Beth and you have the Beth clone, but you don't right. know which one is which. And right. even Rick, and you find out even Rick doesn't. Right. He like mixed them all up so he didn't have to make the decision either. Mm-hmm. He just made a clone, kind of closed his eyes, like spun them around and then sent one into space. Right. And it's the like the reckoning of that decision where like the two Beths meet and all this stuff. And it's... Right. So all of a sudden it's like back to like weighty character. <laughs> right. It's like they spend the whole season uh, like in the way that kind of uh, uh, Dan Harmon, like when like in like peak community, he would make you forget that you're like you're watching a comedy. He'd make you forget that you're watching something emotional and then hit you with it at the end of the episode. Right. And this, except this one, they took that to like an entire season. They make you forget that you're watching something with emotional stakes. Yeah. And then they just bring it all back in this last episode. And you're just like, damn. Yeah. And it's like, oh my God, I forgot about all these storylines. And now I'm really upset. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's, uh, yeah. And I, I do, but I also, I can appreciate it because it was like, you know, people were overanalyzing Rick and Morty. Right. And so I kind of liked that for an entire season, they were just like, fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> like, here's a whole episode about Rick having a separate planet where he just right. set up a toilet. <laughs> and it was that one, and it was the, the episode where they forgot Summer on the planet and she becomes their god. Yep. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I mean, there was some good stuff this season, but you also don't remember it quite the same way that you could some of the previous ones where you really... And their meta episode, oh, the train one. Oh, was that this season? The yeah, the plot. Oh, yeah, the was, plot engine. The plot engine. That's right. Oh my god. <laughs> See, that's the other the other the other problem that was well, not problem, but the other thing that was weird about it was because they split it up with like five episodes in the fall and five yeah. episodes now. It just like it started and stopped so quickly that it was kind of jarring. Where like when it came back in the spring, I was like, "Oh, Rick and Morty's back. What what happened? Like, why is it coming back now?" But cool. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, Dustin, what Tori, if I can, I have two uh, things to uh, add here. if I can explain two what things. Tori is saying is that, uh, your son, your 12 year old son is, uh, needs to get a little, you know, dig a little deeper into it. Not, yeah, right, right. You know, yeah. <laughs> no, I have two things to say here. One, I watched his other show, uh, space. What was it? Uh, solar opposites, solar opposites, solar opposites. And it was the same goddamn show, so I quit after, like, three episodes. It was like, this is just Rick and Morty. It was not the same show. It was the same, it was the same show. 
It was the same voices. It was the same. It was like the opposite premise. Instead it's of, not. It's just. Just. It's not Dan. So Dan Herman wasn't involved. Aliens, whatever. It was still aliens visiting Earth instead of uh, Earthlings visiting aliens. It was right. Aliens. I feel like it. I, I, what I understand of it is that that it's like Rick and Morty without the emotional resonance part. Correct. Like it's more just yeah. like if you just like the jokes. I haven't watched it yet, but my son said that episode seven was amazing and everything else was okay. But like yeah. episode seven was just like <laughs> completely mind blowing. Okay, also, so your son is not entirely wrong about everything. <laughs> well, also uh, because my son loves Rick and Morty so much, uh, and he says it so often, my eight-year-old uh, twin daughters will <laughs> often walk around the house going pickle Rick. Pickle Rick! <laughs> <laughs> it's very cute. They have no idea what that means, but uh, it's fun hearing them. <laughs> so you haven't let them watch it yet? What's holding you back? Oh, God, no. <laughs> Has your son flipped out asking for McDonald's Szechuan sauce for his not, chicken no. nuggets? No, no. <laughs> not yet. Okay. Pickle Rick! <laughs> <laughs> Why do I have the same TV taste as all of your children? I don't know. <laughs> no, it's good. It's good, Tori, because we need a diversity of opinions. Except that my and son likes Friday Night Lights. Like I said, your son is not always correct. <laughs> Tori, just watch season two. That's the one that has all the stuff that you want. I swear to God. It has murder. Will I like it, it even more study. having no connect, no emotional investment probably. in any of the characters? I mean, that's my guess. I don't know. <laughs> I'll just, it, yeah. probably, it also has at least football, probably. So, you know, there you go. Yeah, man. Oh, fucking football. I still football. think a season two FNL podcast would be the greatest joke on the face of the planet. Just like... Look, we can do it. We just need to... Season two of FNL. All, I, would, I would watch all of season one... Just to then watch season two to do this podcast, I would. I th- no, no. I think if we do it, you have to only watch season. Two. Only okay. Like yeah. you have to come in as the person who all oh. you know is season two. Oh, yes. And then and Dustin and the I are both like season two. Yeah, and okay. then, and you'll be like, "This is amazing," and we'll be like, "No, what's wrong? why?" That why could be our that this? could be our project for the summer. Oh my god! Oh my god! So I mean, look, look. I I, I want to say this in all. In all seriousness, if you guys are on board with this, I will absolutely do this. I, I will one hundred percent rewatch season two. Um, I will. I will agree to only watch season two. I would, however, still like to somehow bargain this into getting Dustin to watch five episodes of Supernatural. That I, I mean, can that's, do that's also that's also important. Just five. I can do five. Okay, you I'll have pick to choose them. Choose the best five. I will. I will choose them. Uh, we can't we can't record two podcasts no i'm not saying we have to talk well we can that can be once we're done with summer yeah it's a summer just we can transition into a season two of final lights podcast and then we can do a supernatural podcast no we don't even have to do supernatural we're we're gonna literally lose all our all our listeners no i think we'll gain them (laughs) who doesn't want to talk about friday night lights apparently Yes. But season two. Yes, I think that's the glory. I mean, <laughs> I will 100% do this for the bit. Like, I don't care. It's like, <laughs> oh, no. So what if we said, what if we just took 
Because how many episodes are in the season? Uh, that season was the strike year, so it was yeah, like, but it was more, it was still more, it was like 17. It was like a weird No, no, number. it's 15. I just looked it up. Okay. It's 15. 15. Okay. And, so and what if we did. it doesn't finish. It just completely just, it just ends. I mean, it doesn't even end. It's just like, it's right in the middle of an arc. No, then, no, no. I, but I would argue, uh, again, this is, it's been a while. I, I remember I the, I remember the last scene of season two and thinking, I hope this show comes back. I'm prepared for it to be canceled because the last scene, I was I was like emotionally satisfied for that particular storyline because it's the uh, uh, it's Street uh, and Aaron at the diner, oh, okay. which Tori uh, doesn't know what I'm talking about yet, but nope. she will. Um, okay, when we do. I think we should like spend July on Friday. Yeah. So we could. <laughs> so what if we did? We could do three episodes a week mm-hmm. across mm-hmm. five weeks, or we could do okay. five episodes a week across three weeks. Why don't we? Why don't we do? We're well, let's. We'll look at July on and the see. Podcast right now. Wait, what? Are we still on the podcast right now? Oh yeah, no. This is all staying in. Oh yeah. No, we're, we're planning the podcast on the podcast. Oh, oh, People okay, get wait, to no, no, be wait. a part of our process. Wait, wait. Here's what we. Here's what we do. So, so July. Actually, this is perfect because July there are five Wednesdays. Oh. So. Perfect. So if we start with the last uh, the last June, then we'll do the first three episodes. I'll, I'll build a schedule. Don't worry about it. But like, then then all the five episodes in July, and Tori's just muted herself. No, 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 <laughs> no. I was not. <laughs> My husband was coming upstairs, and I didn't. Oh, okay. No. So 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 we can we could do three episodes a week. Yes, uh, and and, and if we do that, I'll I'll give Dustin homework of five. Supernatural episodes, and at the yeah, end, yeah. instead of a game, at oh. the end of every episode, he just has to give us his thoughts about one. Oh, so three, well, three Friday Night Lights episodes. Do August on Supernatural. Supernatural? Huh? I thought we'd do August on Supernatural. No, no, no. July. I was just going to give you homework, and you can just give us your thoughts. We can. Uh, oh, if you want to give me August dead. for all of us to talk Supernatural, <laughs> I will not say dead. no. August is totally dead. So Dan will have to come along with me on this supernatural journey. Oh yeah, I'll do that. That's fine. Does that mean I get to pick fifteen episodes? <laughs> um, or do you just want five? And why we'll... don't you? No, no, no. You can do more than five. Across I mean, fifteen seasons. I'm okay with it. I yeah, more than five is fine. Just okay. you just got to give us a curriculum. I will. Can, I will. Um, I will give you a curriculum. It'll be great. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. So and that's what's all so be just prepared for the um, finale. <laughs> Look, uh, so after this, uh, just to just to prep the, the listeners, after this week's episode, there are only be, only going to be two normal episodes left, and then we go into a month of Friday Night Lights season two, season two, <laughs> just season two, which will be Nothing else. amazing. I will and have then, only and seen then season two of Friday August, Night Lights. August will be supernatural, and you know whatever. Maybe we'll have time for other stuff. Um, maybe if. The pandemic doesn't shut down all production. Um, no, look, like look, Canada is fine. West Wing. No, we'll do the season only... six of West Wing in like September because nobody. Oh no! If you're gonna Sorkin's do West gone. Wing, if you're gonna do West Wing, the season to to approach is season five because season six they started to figure it out once they had the election oh. storyline. Season five season... is the one where it's like they <laughs> don't John know Goodman? how to do the show yet. Was that the John Goodman season? Uh, it starts with Goodman because he's the Speaker of the House at the end of four when they invoke the 25th Amendment. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
Um, but but season five is the one where like it's the first five. season without without Sorkin and they don't know what they're doing. I mean, they, no, like no clue. Uh, like Wells has said, like it took them a year to figure out how to do the show. Um, except for uh, the episode midway. The Supremes, which was amazing. Um, uh, I don't know. I quit midway through season five and then came back for season seven. So I, uh, I didn't watch any I've of the West Wing, it. but I really like John Goodman. Oh my you God. Should, you should watch, it. Dustin, you should watch The Supremes if you haven't seen it. It's written by Deborah Kahn. It's the second half of season five. It's like kind of a standalone. It's just about the Supreme Court. It's amazing. Uh, but Tori has never seen West Wing or Friday I mean, or Friday Night Lights. You have no heart. You're not I even know. interested in finding a heart. I don't understand you. Hearts are overrated. Yeah, God that's true. It. Plus, also, there's a lot of, look, there's a lot of problematic stuff with uh, Sorkin and his portrayal of women and yeah. the kind of, like, fantasy world that he lives in um, that, you know, we don't have to, it's not, it, it was it was good for the time, but, you know, we've moved on. Yeah. Um, All right, well. Yeah, what Dan said. Friday Night Lights season two lives on, <laughs> which is why we're gonna spend a whole month on it. Oh my god, we, I can't believe we just committed to this, but it will be great. Um, or not, it's fine. It's not, July, whatever. no one cares. It's fine. Yeah, um, I, I, I'm, I'm actually really excited for this. I, I think too. it's gonna I be a so really excited. good project. And I'm weirdly um, excited for Supernatural too. Yes, <laughs> I'm excited for all of this. I just seen really a single second. I feel I've like, seen like three episodes. I feel like what's even better than saying I've never seen Friday Night Lights is telling people I've only seen the second season of Friday oh, yeah. Night Lights. Oh, yeah. No, that's, that's going to be the best. That become like, not that you need it, Tori, but that is an instant, like, that that instantly invites follow-up questions. Yeah. Where it's like, wait, yeah. what? <laughs> what I feel like we need to come up with, maybe we can do this on the Pajiba store, but we need to come up with some sort of like Girl Scout badges Oh. <laughs> that we can wear, and it's like <laughs> Friday Night Lights season two. Like that's Only our viewing two. badge. Yeah. yeah, and we can we can build our sashes. Oh, you know what we need is the um, what's the thing that the the kids like now? They like those vinyl pins. We need vinyl pins. What are you oh. talking about? You know, like when people go to like Comic Con or <laughs> Dragon Con or, or other Wonder cons. Con right or... but like they buy like no there's a whole like cottage industry of yeah. like people making pins of like pop culture stuff or just their own artwork or whatever and it's like a big thing and people love it and they put on their Jansport backpack and they're like look at all these pins I got and it's like yeah. cool I don't know what any of that is but it's called good flair. Job, man it's flair yeah yeah it's flair it's nerd flair it's um, nerd flair but anyway, uh, Lord Castle's got to get on that. I will edit that so that I don't have his name in there. I don't know who you're talking about. Yeah, Wait, Lord Castleton, who runs the... on FNL? Uh, I think I, I I would like to, but but I, I honestly believe that this experiment should just be the three of us. Okay, that's fair. Because I think, I think the... I think there's going to be something... I, I legitimately believe... I don't know if this is true, but I legitimately believe that there's going to be something real special to come out of this with Tori only nice. watching season two and the two of us being like, what are, what is happening? What, why is this discussion? Like, either either whether, whether Tori loves it or hates it or whatever her questions are or, or any... I think it's going to be great. I and bet I, I'll I think, love it. I think... And, and I, think that, I think that there's going to be a lot of fun to be had. Uh, in there, and so <laughs> this um, is perfect. This is gonna be good. This is great. I, I'm, 
I'm not going to lie. I have something to look forward to. <laughs> <laughs> Which we have a reason to live now. That's not what I'm saying. All I'm saying is that this this brought me immense joy. And it's very late for you guys, so it's time for us. We should probably go. We should wrap up. Um, yeah. But uh, anyway, that's the show. I don't know if we talked about anything useful, but hopefully this was entertaining. Um, we'll be back next week. Remember, only two more weeks of normal shows, and then we go into Friday Night Lights season two only, <laughs> which will be great. So uh, uh, we'll be back next week. In the meantime, have a good night. I hope everyone has a good week. Good night. Good night. <laughs>